You're listening to DraftKings Network. Okay, the nice, the sultry sounds of Alexis Guerrero's. Yeah. <laughs> good, everybody. Oh, you're listening to the Cooley. <laughs> this is not, this is going to be probably the least sexiest episode yeah. you've listened to. Uh, wait, unless uh, you're uh, in, uh, you unless, know. Unless you're into some short kings. Yeah, yeah, financial kings. Because <laughs> we have uh, an exciting episode in store for you. Yeah. Uh, we have. We're going to uh, answer a lot of the soccer business questions bis- you've had. You, you need somebody standing on business? Bro, ten, <laughs> this dude is 10 toes. <laughs> okay. Because we're going to be uh, joined shortly by David Sampson of Metal Arc Media. You, uh, you've you seen him on Levitard Show. Uh, you've seen him uh, alongside uh, uh, John Skipper um, on Levitard and Friends Network talking all the bi- so- uh, sports business. Yeah, but he doesn't just talk about this way. He, he, te- he, te- he tells you like it is from a business <laughs> point of view. He lets you into the conference room. Yeah, exactly. So some fans are like, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. He's like, bup, 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 bup. yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I hate to tell you what I, it really is like. <laughs> There's no way that the majority of our audience is not going to end this episode being like, I don't like that. He's telling me the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let me keep it the way I believe it to be. <laughs> so, so uh, a, a dope episode of the Cooligans in store. It's the Cooligans, buddy. As always, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. Uh, and uh, so uh, a lot to uh, uh, look forward to in just a moment. But um, yes, the uh, uh, David Sampson, just a couple quick things, just a, a a reminder, as always, make sure you uh, subscribe uh, to the Cooligans podcast for more a great episodes uh, that are that are coming up right now. Uh, subscribe to uh, uh, on YouTube as well. So every uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you get the show, tell your friends. And you know what? If you're already subscribed and, and follow and do the whole thing, hey, you're probably thinking, I don't need to hear this. I do. I did all that already. Hey, you know what you could do? You could share one of our videos. Exactly. How about that? A little, re- little retweet button, repost, post it to your story, do what you got to you know, do. Go on YouTube, hit the share and send it. To your, yeah, to, send it to your mother. Huh? <laughs> okay. She probably wants to see it. And uh, yeah, we we did a little video, a little shout out to everybody that uh, had us in their Spotify Wrapped. Y'all the best. Y'all are truly the best. So thank you again to, uh, to everyone. So uh, yeah, we'll get to David Sampson in just a moment. But it's uh, this is always a good time to remind you during, yes. especially during the holidays. Oh, what better time is there to chill to a little ch- bit? Chill out, okay? You get chill. You know, have have a nice cool course like before and during this episode. You're gonna need. Oh, okay, and then you know like, what? You're probably going to be, uh, you're probably going to want to chill even more from all this business talk <laughs> afterwards. So good time to have another Coors Light. Because really, this time of year, it's the holidays, family, God, buying gifts. There's so many things. And you're like, ah, I got to do so much. I need to chill. Exactly. So that's why uh, a nice cold course light is the move. Yes. The mountains on the bottles and cans, they turn blue when the beer is cold enough to drink. I mean, how much more help do you need? It makes it easy for you. <laughs> okay, that's what we're here for, to relay this important information. You look <laughs> at, you, you, sometimes some people, they see the 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 blue mountains on, on the can or the bottle. They're like, I don't know what this means. And I have no idea what this I means. I have no idea what's going on. I have no control over my own life. The only way. I know is I'm holding one in my left hand that doesn't have a blue mountain and it is room temperature and yet the one over here on my right hand that has the blue mountain is freezing ice cold made to chill and that is the one that's why you listen to this show for us to advise you and yes. counsel you to let you know and may we remind you that green lights mean go and red lights mean stop okay because our audience may be confused with that as well so course Light is cold lager cold filtered and cold packaged it's the perfect beer for the holidays exactly so make time to chill this holiday season and reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash Cooligans. That's CoorsLight.com slash Cooligans. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. So uh, David Sampson. Uh, host of the podcast, Nothing Personal. Go uh, go check that out on the Levitard and Friends Network. Right uh, after this interview. Right after this interview. Uh, yeah, so it's nice to have a, a just a co-worker come, yeah, yeah, come yeah. through, okay? The, just the, the former president of the Miami Marlins. So <laughs> up here is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm sure our bank accounts are very much alike. <laughs> oh, so similar, <laughs> You couldn't dude. even tell them apart. Uh, hey, hey, we never got fired by Gina. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so here it is. Here's our conversation with David Sampson. Look at this. Look at this. We have uh, 
Is it, well, I don't know, Metalark Royalty? Is that At this is? point, <laughs> this is our new financial Metal advisor. <laughs> I've, I've seen this man both, uh, you know, uh, take take somebody through a journey of, of how business is really done. And I've also seen this person get very upset <laughs> at jokes. So how is this going to go today? Okay, we are going to find... Uh, the exact lines for, for David. Uh, uh, David Sampson, thank you so much for David joining. David Sampson is on our show. You're like the most... Hell yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting. Know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you Years. did. I was late. Yeah. Oh, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I yes. was late. Yeah. Not There's my one fault. thing I can't buy, so hold on. <laughs> Here's the one thing I don't want to hear. Yeah. Hey, I'm so sorry that I'm late. It wasn't my fault. Yeah. Yes, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, I apologize on behalf of here for CBS. 30 minutes watching handball. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, that's your fault. You could have been like, I was shut this stranded. Yeah. I was ready to start cleaning the suite next yeah. door. I walk in and, I, and I'm like, what are you guys watching? And Chris was like, I'm just showing him videos of my brother playing handball. And I'm like, okay, now I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay. I'd like and to I'm give like, you my imitation while the video of the handball is happening. I'm not looking at anything. I'm yeah. Like, this. I'm, like, I'm really important. You just hear basketball like, sneakers screeching. <laughs> you guys could think of hey, anything else to show this man. <laughs> My brother's you know, a lefty. We were I could give a shit. We were talking, <laughs> Thank you. We were talking about tennis, and I was like, you know what? Handball's yeah. pretty cool. My brother Here, plays quick, handball. Home movies. <laughs> it's better than it's better than pictures of my kids. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking. Christian's got a sock on his hand. He's under the desk. He's I'm doing hand puppets. I'm trying to understand this man. <laughs> this is Thank a business. God, man. you did not bring out pictures of your kids. <laughs> you started with the hey, we got an eight month old. I'm like. I would have walked in and grabbed you and taken you to a bar to go drink whiskey. If I would have looked in here and there was pictures of his kid. I love this. But listen, this, this is uh, what, what? What is your exact? Like, what's on the? What's on your CV? Like, what's on your resume? What is your exact title? Yeah, for for the uh, the soccer the audience, audience yeah. uh, our audience that may not know of your work. Okay, my name is David Sampson. That part we know. I'm five foot five. Okay, oh. didn't need to tell him that. You know, we could have went five nine. We could have done the soccer thing. Okay, well, it's like a we, Tinder bio. The way yeah. the way. It is. <laughs> By the way, swipe left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 134, soaking wet. Damn, that's what I weighed in seventh grade, bro. No. <laughs> 100%. Seriously? Yeah. This is a big kid. I was once. Anyway, okay. <laughs> anyway, here's here's a picture of me playing. <laughs> <laughs> I am a person who ran a major league baseball team for 18 years. Mm -hmm, right. I'm a person who was on Wall Street. I'm a lawyer who never practiced. I passed the bar and then went into business. Nice. I was a newspaper delivery boy in Europe right after law school. Mm -hmm. The first guy to get the New York Times to Europe same day. So I've always had an interest in sports in Europe and an interest in sports in the States and always try to think about the intersection and what would make the intersection more pronounced. And I had no plan on a sports career at all. I fell into it through nepotism and I stayed in it by earning every day that I was there. And when I was fired by Jeter in 17, Derek Jeter is a baseball player. I figured, player. I didn't even Brian Jeter. <laughs> or Michael Jeter, the actor, if you know him. And I immediately knew that after 18 years in a World Series championship and hosting an all-star game and building a stadium and trading players and signing players that I wanted to do what I had done for so many years and that's be in front of the camera. And so I immediately interviewed agents, hired an agent at UTA, and I started at CBS Sports HQ nice. the first day that it started as an MLB analyst. Okay. And I'm still there. And then one day they approached me and said, how about a show for yourself? And I said, great, but here are the rules. I want total control. Nice. I don't want to get one call about anything I'm saying. I want to do sports and culture and entertainment and politics. And so you want total show, control. I'm starting to see why Derek I Jeter. I want total <laughs> control. I see why Derek Jeter, maybe. And, uh, oh, no, I knew that he was going to fire me. It was great. I got fired, true story, by text message. Nice. Uh, wow. by, by an alert, an ESPN.com right. alert. Longtime president David Sampson will not return to Marlins was the text. And so, oh, so it wasn't a text message. It was a notification. An alert, a notification. It's Thank you. Worse. It's way worse. Now, yes. He's a married man, but previously when he had, you know, a lady. I'm not a rendezvous. No, Derek Jeter. Oh, he's uh, not married either. No, everyone got that you were married. You said swipe left. Uh -oh. And you also said, no. I need total control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, a, I got a BDSM act for you. <laughs> you crushed on. Uh, uh, but Derek Jeter, I think. 
think you used to send a text notification to the ladies when they woke up the next morning that your job, your job here is done. <laughs> you got, got one. With I'm, the gift bag. I, yeah. I, I, gift I, that was my response. Do I get a gift bag? That's great. Really? <laughs> right. I mean, no sex in the champagne <laughs> room, but I want a gift bag. What are you willing bag. to do for that gift so, for that best? I was willing to not take a big shit in my office, <laughs> which he took over. That was about all I was willing to do. So uh, amazing. So okay. So uh, anyway, that's me. That's a, you got to get no, an idea of who we're that is a great. Uh, <laughs> you are the perfect third mic for this show. <laughs> it's a great elevator pitch, right? You also kind of under you got a, a good knowledge of the business side of the sport of soccer, and that's something you and I have dabbled in a little bit in yeah. conversation. But now we have someone who is like really understands what goes on behind closed without a doubt and that is why we've invited you here yes. david sampson to really go through you know we have a lot of debate uh here between us because alexis <laughs> is generally the guy whenever there's any business related issue or capitalist related issue i'm just like you know what alexis you you're hurting the game that's not no, the no, spirit no. of Christian the game is the dreamer and i am <laughs> a bit more of a realist right. i wish it wasn't that way i was certain of these do things. you actually wish it weren't that way yeah yeah, yeah, no, Be seriously. Like, why? I like. Cause you I like, like his version no, better no, than yours? I like the romanticism of this idea of a sport that was factory work. No, I'm, like, I'm with you. I'm telling you, I play both sides, bro. I get the idea. I like the romantic idea of a sport that, you know, is for the workers and for the people. But I don't think people understand that that, that era is long gone. Long. And I'm, this is how I, I'm born and raised in Newark. I'm one of these people that's like, show me what the rules are, and then I'll figure out my way to finesse through it. How do we make this to, how do I get this to my advantage? And that's where Christian is, and Christian is more of a, but it should be this beautiful right. way. Well, I'm more, and I'm like, a, a, get out of it. An egalitarian mindset, there should be more fairness, it should be a little bit more just. And I, I, I think of that way kind of in society, but in sports, I, I lean towards that a little bit more than definitely than uh, mm. Alexis so does. one of the most important things I learned over 18 years is that not only is sports a business but it's also the most misunderstood business I've ever been a part of because people view it as their entertainment they view it as having an emotional connection to the team to the players and they think that it is their team and it's not like when you go into Target and you look at the shelves and you walk up and down the aisle and you think this is my store I feel emotional. What do you mean you have no frosted flakes? And you, <laughs> right, right? In right. sports, you trade a player and you've, you've done it to the fan. You've actually, it's like you've hurt the fan. Personally. Personally. Right. Like you trade a Cliff Floyd, you rat bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my job. So for me, it was a business always. For the customer, it's an emotional connection and attachment. And it's very important that whoever is working for the team is not emotional because if you let emotions get in the way, you make very bad business decisions. So this is, is okay. Sports I just want, is like a strip club. Okay, the guy walking in thinks this girl's in love with him. Right, right, right. Need that mm. in order for the business to survive. But you also have to find a way to make sure that that doesn't really happen. Right. Wait, which part? The, the, the girl doesn't really fall in love with the, guy like this. the, the mist, That's uh, pretty woman. Yeah. You do want that to happen. Good movie, but does that really happen? <laughs> It's you know, my favorite part of that movie was the Lotus Esprit that he drove at the beginning. I'm a big fan <laughs> of the car. Everything else. <laughs> so don't Google this, but my family uh -huh. were all former strippers. We all met in a strip club. Really? It's amazing. <laughs> I have had relationships with so many people from strip clubs. You can do this too. It's <laughs> totally real. You have to believe it's real. I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think you're 5'4". <laughs> <laughs> you know? If you put out a measuring stick, I love you, man. I'm 5'4 and 3 quarters, and I've never I said know. that publicly. Ever. He's just getting progressively shorter throughout the show. That out. The the I've never admitted to that. Damn it. You broke through my armor. I got through the We're chain We're so mail. close now. <laughs> I'm Alexis P. Sams. <laughs> So, uh, all right. So uh, look, we can start in a lot of different places. So th this is just so people, uh, the audience knows what uh, today's show is going to be like. I mean, we're really gonna, just going to toss you a lot of business related questions okay. uh, uh, about uh, uh, definitely a lot about soccer, 
uh, um, contracts, uh, TV rights, and just get a, a sort of a landscape from your perspective on, on how right. these things uh, kind of happen. That's what nothing personal is. And right. I know you listen to it every day and huge all the segments fan. I do about soccer, huge fan. Yeah, didn't know that I do it every day, didn't right. know what time. But that's What said, network is that on? <laughs> I can't remember. I'm always a free agent. So the business of soccer, I just, before we start, I have a serious question. Go for it. I am American and a Jew. Okay. What do I call it? I want to sound cool. So sometimes I say football, but then people think I'm talking about the NFL. And if I say soccer, I feel like I'm not giving it proper credit. Okay, so I, I'll give, we might have different answers here. So my perspective is, I mean, we saw uh, the late Grant Wall, uh, a billion dollar goal, and, th and this question comes up a lot. He, he was always a soccer guy. That's what it's called. That's what the English told us to call it. So he just calls it soccer. This is, this is, I don't really care. I'm not a person that is going to get mad at anybody for what they want to call it. But this is uh, the context for me is a little bit important. Like if I I don't like saying soccer player, I feel weird saying that, but I like saying footballer. So I'll, I'll but call that's also a term that's not used by NFL players. Right. 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 So I feel so more easier. So when I'm uh, talking about a player who plays soccer, I say footballer. But when I'm if I'm speaking to someone from Europe, I'll probably say football. If I'm speaking to American, I'll say soccer. But that's so when you're doing this show, what do you say? Both. Both. But most I'll of give you the answer that I now go with. Do you know why the English used soccer until about the late 70s? Do you know why they stopped? No. Because NASL were buying all their players, and they got so mad that the media stopped saying the word soccer because it was associated more with NASL. So they got a little bit butthurt, and they started using the word football again. Soccer is just association and association rules football, which is their version. I didn't realize it was so yeah. new. So that's it. It's really, they have a show yeah. called Soccer AM, Soccer Saturday. So the fact that we, they needed to get their money up. They got mad that we were spending <laughs> money to get their best players. So for you, I would say, say soccer, because it shows them how they should have been spending their money. I'm 100% going to go with soccer now. Let's go. Because that too. totally takes the stress away. Now, if you get beat up in England, do not blame <laughs> it, I've never been punched with this mouth. I've never what? thrown a punch or been punched my entire life. That, that does is... explain your personality, though. No, I can talk, <laughs> I can talk my way out of anything. You and I grew up very similar. Who's going to punch similar personality. Who's going to punch a four foot six man? That's horrible. Five, four foot five and three quarters, <laughs> goddammit. Um, so, okay, so uh, th this is uh, probably where we'll start. Uh, you know, we talk uh, about Major League Soccer quite a bit. Um, on uh, on your show with John Skipper, I one of, one of the episodes I really enjoyed was when the uh, MLS Apple TV deal uh, came out and you guys uh, spoke about it a lot and and John Skipper was a former uh, uh, president of ESPN so you guys have uh, just a great intimate knowledge really of how this all works yeah because mm -hmm. and I really love the conversations about from from uh, from a team president to uh, uh, you know a guy who ran a network and what those negotiations were like it's a lot of fighting it was a lot of fighting <laughs> but there's um what, one of the things that I it, it you know the MLS deal was what 10 years uh 250 million no it's a billion billion whatever a whole lot of money um but one of the things of like how to get to that number how to get how do you evaluate what a league is worth and when you try to sell it to a network that is going to broadcast it it th things get weird as far as like mm -hmm. numbers what do numbers mean year over year percentage this so when when from the from the team president perspective is it simply just like I'm gonna just try to fleece these guys for as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> or Hold on. that laugh means yes. I, by the way, folks. I resemble that implication. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's you say that, but when you're selling something, you're always trying to get the most money. Yeah, that's not fleecing. That's called selling. Yeah. So let's frame it that way. Okay. Now, are you talking streaming versus traditional rights? Because the world has changed. The Apple deal with MLS is not a traditional rights deal No, that's by the any first, stretch. That's the first global OTT deal ever. And so the interesting thing is that Apple, they took the rights of all their teams. MLS said, you can't go out. Yankees, you can't go out. Dodgers, you can't go out. Marlins, you can't right. go out. And those are baseball teams. Gotcha. So <laughs> what, I'm Dominican. Yeah, He's Cuban. Cuban. We do, we oh, do we know. Baseball. Baseball. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and we what, talk about soccer. <laughs> crazy, right? <laughs> 
That's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you speak Spanish fluently? Oh, no. yeah, yeah, so yeah. we could do this in French? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just be plat. We <laughs> can do it in French. <laughs> this is an intellectual free zone. <laughs> Welcome so, to the cool that's right. <laughs> Our audiences, are, their heads already hurt from you using big words. Lowest common denominator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. is that's where we are, right? Okay. So what Apple's doing is they are trying to figure out a way. They, they were looking at Major League Soccer, looking at Major League Baseball. They have a goal. Their goal in mind is content. Their goal in mind is to get people to pay for the content. Their goal in mind is to find people who are paying X and get them to pay X plus Y. There's another company doing that called Amazon, mm -hmm. where you're a part of Amazon Prime because you like to get your packages fast, but then you want to watch a movie, so you give another $3.99. Mm -hmm. And then you want to buy something else on Amazon. So everyone is trying to find different ways to get more of your money mm -hmm. with you getting convenience in return. That's the object of the game. How do I get more for my customer? How do I emit, eliminate the middleman? Apple said, here's what we're gonna do. Let's find some sports. Because we've got movies, we're doing original stuff. We're, we're showing movies that used to be in theaters. We have music, all the things in Apple. We have phones. They, they built an entire company. Yeah. What didn't they have? Sports. Sports. And they, along with Amazon, along with Netflix, all of these streamers are trying to get into quote unquote live sports because it's DVR proof, which is the old man's way of saying it is real content that people want right when it's happening because of betting, because of fantasy, because of being in the know. When you're talking about a game, you don't talk about it three days later. You talk about it as it's happening and when it's done. It creates engagement. When I'm watching a show with you, I'm older than you guys. In the previous life, Tuesdays, 8 p.m., appointment TV, it used to be called. And advertisers would pay because everyone at 8 p.m. was in front of their TV watching something and then talking about it and then talking about the commercials. There's no such thing as appointment TV anymore. People watch it whenever they want to however they want to, and it's taken away that sort of engagement. Sports isn't like that, that's appointment. That starts at a certain time, that ends at a certain time. God bless football for doing that because baseball <laughs> doesn't do that. Right, right. God bless soccer, I'm changing, sorry. <laughs> oh, but it is, there's start times, there's stop times, there's guaranteed content hours and guaranteed people. How do you get people to sign up to watch soccer on Apple? Do you think it's a coincidence that the very year that they're starting and doing these deals that someone like Messi comes to Major League Soccer? Absolutely not a it is, it is It is a business plan. The business plan is to find an anchor tenant. It, did, it didn't have to be into Miami. Messi and his family just wanted to be in Miami. Yeah. He could have gone to Columbus mm -hmm. and it would, have had, it would have been the same exact deal because the Apple model- Probably not for his wife. She would have been like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> right? I mean, We're that's, moving where? <laughs> that's the story with Beckham yeah. in L.A. Uh -huh. That wasn't a coincidence when he went to L.A. Yeah. These are family decisions when players or wives. Anyway, side note, Albert Pujols, do you know who that is? Of, of course. course. He's very famous. You should. Yes. His wife didn't want to come to Miami. That's why the Marlins didn't sign him. He had agreed to play for the Marlins as a free agent. And right at the end, the wife said, L.A., not Miami. And I woke up the next morning and he was an angel. He was, yeah, Anaheim or California. Yes, yeah. LA. Yeah. LA Angels. So the power, what do you think? Do I have to take a live call? Why not? I mean, it's hey, uh, Levitard, I'm actually <laughs> live on Cooligans right now. I'm going to have to call you back, okay? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know what? That counts as Dan calling hey, into our show. Because he has not done that yet. <laughs> Cooligans featuring Dan Levitard with Dan David Sands. Yeah, yeah. He was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> David, who are the Cooligans? David, we're not even going to put you on the YouTube thumbnail, dude. <laughs> it's gonna be, Dan is going to be. We'll have you at the bottom. And then we'll <laughs> Away, with a big X on my face. It was going to be Samson. And then yeah. it was Levitard. Dude, I, so it wasn't a coincidence yes, that Messi comes and now it's created a big business where people are willing to pay. This is the concept. How much will you pay to watch a player you want to watch play? Right. But if you're Apple, you're beholden to your shareholders. And in order to do that, you have to show growth. When Messi goes, there is not another Messi. And they have this Everyone deal for 10 years. That. You hope that's not the case, but there are outs in the deal. 
there are places where Apple and MLS and that deal could go away. And if I'm an owner in MLS, I want optionality because I want the idea and the concept of really maximizing my own revenue. And if I'm a big time team in MLS or I can get a big time player, I'd like to be able to keep that money and not share it. And that's the fighting that goes on between owners. Revenue sharing is the concept in baseball. Yeah. Well, in did you know that MLS is a single entity? Yes. Okay. okay. It's, but, but it is a single entity legally. Right. But the value of teams are different. Yes. And the entry points are different for people buying. Much so. That was the whole Beckham Inter Miami. He got an option at $25 million yeah. to own an MLS team. It's crazy. They're half a million right now. Which is crazy. Half well, a billion. When he did yeah. it, it was about 200 or 250. Yeah. So he had immediate appreciation. Mm-hmm. Which is why he was he took so many years because he was going to get it done. Yeah, and and there was like a deadline, and those last that last year he was like, okay, we're I don't care, you know, the Moss family, yeah. the we're gonna, the, <laughs> we're gonna be the Sheboygan wingbacks. <laughs> exactly. Right. I don't care how you we're getting get in here. <laughs> All right, there's a couple other things I want to go through. Let's talk about the. Let's stay in soccer though. Let's yeah. talk about international soccer. This is something that a conversation that gets had all the time. We, we had uh, Robbie Musto, who calls the games on, on NBC in the Premier League. Uh, we, we talked about this, and we said the issue with the Glazers, in particular, who own Manchester United mm-hmm. uh, and obviously own uh, teams in the U.S., the fans hate him. And them, I should say. They, they hate the family. Who do the fans like? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, <laughs> but definitely not the Glazers. Okay. They're well, not even on the list. The fact that we hear their names so often means that they are disliked more than other owners in the league. One of the big reasons they're hated is because of the lack of footballing decisions made. They put a banker in as that director of football. Obviously, that doesn't work out. He's a money guy. He's great with sponsors. Doesn't know how to make decisions for the on the, the players on the pitch. On the pitch. On mm-hmm. the club. Yeah, the club level <laughs> stuff. But the big issue also is that they've... There's something in business, and you know what this is, where you the amount of debt you're willing to carry raises the the value of your business. If you are able to carry X amount of debt, that means that that uh, you know banks trust you, so that means the value of your business has grown. That seems the game they're pl- be the game they're playing. They they maximize the amount of loans they could take, and they took all that as almost profit for themselves, or I should say, they took that well, as for other for business interests. Sure, yeah. for other business interests. But now the fans are upset that the club is over leveraged. Why are fans upset about that? Because it 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 doesn't. They're not a, winning. No, in a sport like soccer, it doesn't allow you or, or football in, in the Premier League. It doesn't allow you to make big purchases. It doesn't allow you to buy expensive players. It doesn't allow you to be as fluid in the market. This is their belief, right? But okay. it's all about winning, isn't it? It's all about. If winning. Man, you were winning when people still hate the Glazers. Not at all. When they were winning, they hated them still. So this is my problem. This is my issue. I. This is why I don't pay attention to fans and what they think about me or about owners because. By definition, we're not going to be liked. A president of a team is—it's not a popularity contest. So I sorry to interrupt you, but the Glazers—they're—they're no, they're winning. They're not winning. They borrow money. They take money. They're rich. They're not rich. I always thought that fans, at the end of the day, wanted to care about the results on the pitch. And it turns out in the Premier League, it wasn't always the case. And I went to Liverpool, and they were calling for Tom Hicks's head. They right. were doing parades to get rid of Tom Hicks. I don't know if you remember that. I don't yeah. remember those. Yeah, no. This is. Do you remember the name Tom Hicks? Yeah, he yeah. Used to remember. own yeah. Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now and it's he, uh, Fenway Sports Group. Correct. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. it's John Henry. Yeah. And Tom Hicks owned the Texas Rangers mm-hmm. and then bought Liverpool. And he was so unpopular in Liverpool. Why? Because their view was we could be doing better than we are. That's the fans' view always. We can be better than we are now. The Glazers are saying we're making money. We're building the value of the asset. And we win plenty. I agree with that. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. Look, Manchester United just lost <laughs> lost in uh, in Champions League, and they got booted from Europe. They yeah, so fans are are absolutely livid because there's something kind of what you were saying before the emotional tie to the team and to almost like their own self esteem. Like the the if the team fails, I fail as a person as well for supporting them. You know, and even earlier on, you you mentioned um, fans. You also you you mentioned customers in soccer. That's like a slur. This is a slur. You can't call fans customers almost at all. You they're supporters. They're supporters. And 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 I know from a, from a, the business side, of course that that word has to be used. But there's there's something that is so much more, I think, tribal in in England. Well, they feel and like in, their in dollar soccer. their dollar isn't saying I'm in, I'm going to go into I'm going to go get entertainment. That's a customer, a supporter saying I'm giving money towards the club to keep the club 
alive, to keep the club winning, to keep the club going forward. I laughed, and this is really going to be funny, in my mind. <laughs> when Chelsea was for sale, all of these Americans were trying to buy it. Mm -hmm. Remember, Todd Bowley ended up with it, yeah. but yeah. the Ricketts family was a bidder. Yep. And everyone was jumping all over themselves, these Americans who owned other teams, to fly over and meet with supporters. <laughs> and they would take the microphone and say, I'm committed to following through and having meetings with all of you supporters. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the background, their toes are crossed, their fingers are crossed, and going like that. Yeah. They could give a flying rat's ass. <laughs> but they felt as though that's what they had to do in order to be the chosen buyer. Yeah. Do you remember that's what it was? Yeah, yeah, yes. Is Todd Bowley, does he spend his days meeting with supporters? No. No, he does it's not. It's a joke. No one was ever going to do that. So I appreciate that they want to be called supporters. That's adorable. They're <laughs> customers. And the owners, and I'm sorry to tell no, you, dude, you drop but this is how it is. I'm sorry. Is but there, I'm right. Can, can you view it from the fans' perspective that you've over-leveraged the club too heavily in debt? It makes it dangerous. It makes it, you know, sort of uh, tentative. Do, can you see that viewpoint? Are you not in the market for players who you would normally be in the market for because the leverage is so high because of financial fair play. Are there players who have not gone to Man U, forget the football decisions, I'm talking about business, where a player was not affordable because of the amount of leverage? Maybe you can't blame the leverage, but you could say they weren't in the market for, say, a Jude Bellingham who recently also said no to Liverpool and went to uh, Real Madrid. You and could say what was his reason for that? Would you guess? I, probably the 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 regalness of Real Madrid. The oh, history so not of the money, not the package. Not, no, I'm, uh, he got a significant. He got. I mean, it's possible that that was a factor, but I, you know, who who could really I guess say? I'm he cynical, never really said, but it's yeah. also yeah. strange in in the world of soccer. You're not just competing with other teams in the Premier League. You're competing with Saudi, competing with Saudi Arabia, you're competing the with world, yeah. Syria and all the other leagues. And I always found that to be strange because in Major League Baseball, I'm not competing with the independent leagues. I'm not competing with the Korean League, the Japanese League. I'm not yeah. competing with anybody except the other 29 teams. Mm -hmm. And in soccer, I always found it strange that you could be subject to someone, hey, I really don't want to be in the English Premier League. My family, I'd rather be in yeah. Spain. So that is something that is not a part of North yeah, American sports. So I, I think that because of that factor, then that's why Manchester United or just any club has to think more about not just the business decisions. They have to think of like uh, uh, their public relations. They have to look at uh, like the brand and how they present themselves so that they globally. can. Globally. Yeah, globally. Yeah. So that uh, uh, players can feel like it's a, a more attractive uh, destination. So th th this is why the. Um, the romanticism around the sport, this is where it becomes an advantage. Because you almost have to, like, fool the player to so make him think... To think Manchester's a good place to <laughs> But do they get fooled? <laughs> right? They do. Angel Di Maria, who's a very famous uh, player, uh, Argentinian, uh, came through the Benfica system in Portugal. His wife was very... Uh, very upset at the living standards in, in Manchester and basically said, like, all the women are pasty and they drink too much beer. Everyone looks old. It rains every day. I hate it here. And he got like, you know, he was almost like outcast from the team because That's of terrible. Yeah. I had some of the most fun I've ever had in Manchester. No, Manchester is a party. So it's a party. Yeah. And it's I, they I are pale. <laughs> so my answer to that is everyone is the same color when the lights are out. I just when I don't even know when I'm squeezing over. When you're at a bar in you Manchester, you did your whole family in the strip club, <laughs> and the lights are out. That's one of those like you know uh, we're all the same height. We're all the same height horizontally. By the way, I use that every day. <laughs> I always like dating taller women for that reason. <laughs> I said, let's test my hypothesis. <laughs> this my, kid's on, uh, you know, volleyball, OK Cupid. Or something. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh, next up. OK. Um, in baseball. We barely touched on Todd Bowley, though. We, we mentioned well, that. Yeah, you, how, how, you, do you know Todd Bowley? Yes. Uh, how, how? He's one of the owners of the Dodgers. OK, OK. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to be the number one guy. He wasn't the number one guy with the Dodgers. It's a guy named Mark Walter who is in the news now because of the Otani deal. Right. And he's now the key man 
If Mark Walter goes, then Shohei Otani can opt out of his contract. I couldn't even believe that provision. <laughs> For Whoa, your audience real? who hasn't heard about that, there's a clause in Shohei Otani, a baseball player. The $700 million deal. He signed $700 million over 10 years, but right. it's payable over 20 years. Smart they deferred man. a lot of money. Right, so Bobby Bonilla's contract. Million. Had no interest, though. And Shohei Otani put a clause in the contract that he can opt out and become a free agent again if they fire the president of baseball operations, a guy named Andrew Friedman. In the next 10 years. Yes. My man's going to have his job forever. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'd be like, yo, just do me a favor. Go take a shit on your desk. I, get out of I did a show last week, a nothing personal show last week. And the word of the day, I do word of the day, was job security. And it's two words. Um, it's a, the phrase, as a matter of fact, you're right, Coco, my producer, would not allow it as a word of the day because it was a phrase. <laughs> Screw that. Job security for Andrew Freeman was amazing because as the president of baseball operations, it's unheard of that a player would want you that badly. But what Todd Bowley wanted so much was to be the number one guy. And with the Dodgers, he wasn't. And he said, wait, with Chelsea, I can put a group together and I'm going to do it all. I'm going to be front-facing. Dude, and he made a wish on the monkey paw, dude. This is <laughs> Seriously, why would anyone do this if you're just going to be so vehemently hated? So is it okay? I don't think he's vehemently hated, but okay. I can tell now, you, as Bo a Chelsea fan, he's vehemently. Are you out of your mind? Vehemently, is I'm, it that, keyboard hate? Because that's a good I, point. Here's something I'd like to say. Do you get booed at work? <laughs> So no, okay. <laughs> I get booed online when I did my job. Right. But when people saw me, they'd want a picture or an autograph. Once in a while, there'd be someone who would engage in a conversation and maybe have a bit of an issue. The quick story is I was walking in the ballpark and this guy was mean to me and booed me and he had a little kid with him, his own child. Right. And I immediately stopped, went to talk to the father. And I said, I'm just curious, we've never met. I'm David Sampson. He said, I know who you are, and I don't approve of what you're doing to my baseball team. And I said, hi, how old is your child? Seven. I said, this is amazing. You're with your dad at a game? Yes. Who's playing? No idea. Who's winning the game? No idea. Who's David Sampson? No idea. Why are you here and having fun? I'm with my daddy. The dad said, ooh, interesting. And that's always been my feeling, that you can hate an owner or a president, but don't not go to games because of that. You're making memories with your kids or with employees yeah. or with friends. Right. It shouldn't impact you. You hating Todd Bowley. That's right. If guilt, that guilt them through their kids. <laughs> Hell That's what yeah. I need to do, dude. It's good business. This no, is the, listen. This, hey, this is the kind of business. emotional manipulation yeah. we need in a yeah, good yeah, businessman. Yeah. Do not put that in the dating program. <laughs> <laughs> emotional manipulation. <laughs> I'd rather put the lack yeah. of ability to commit. Yeah, yeah. I put that right there. Yeah. Right up front. Come on, you're making memories with me, daddy. <laughs> Who's your, your daddy? daddy? <laughs> 55 going on 20. Hello. <laughs> it's a little blue pill. Yeah, you're like that. Living in a dangerous world. So, while I read these spreadsheets. Sorry, so, that's the Elvis it, Costello song. <laughs> Interesting enough, Todd Bowley... Uh, tr also tried to buy the Washington Spirit, the NWSL team, and uh, lost that bid. Was rejected. I don't know specifically why they didn't reject it, or he got outbid. Oh, I don't actually. Did he get outbid by I, that? I'm not sure. I can't remember. The I, I remember people now. not being, uh, or they didn't want to sell to him. I think it was something like that. I forgot the exact uh, uh, issue, but that this is where I first started hearing his name, and it was like. You know, he couldn't buy the Washington Spirit, uh, an NWSL team, and then he, now he's the owner of Chelsea, which was just such a what a jump! Jump! It's one of yeah. the most iconic brands in the world. Yeah, of sports. And but they've won every trophy that's available to them. No team has ever done that before. They've Even won. Man U. Yeah, Man U has never won Club World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Club World Cup. Yeah. There's so many damn trophies in soccer. It's a lot of trophies. <laughs> I have a very hard time. Like when Messi joined Inter Miami. I was trying to figure out how all that was working, and all of a sudden, Messi was not playing a regular season game. They yeah. were playing for some trophy, Leagues and cup. then he's a Leagues Cup, and then he's back playing a regular season game. Then he's hurt, and then they're Open Cup, U.S. You Open Cup, U.S. Open Cup. There's a lot of trophies. They, well, <laughs> the fans, the fans. Then they keep <laughs> track of you hate. all of them. <laughs> I don't do. hate I don't fans. Really joke I them. need fans. Yeah. I just don't use them to help me understand whether I'm good at my job. So for Todd Bowley, though, what is the what is the financial or the business reason? You buy a club. What was the price he paid for Chelsea? Do you remember? I don't know off the top of my head. I'll look. So it's ego. There's an ego premium for but all sports. But he spent a billion. $5.4 billion. $5.4 He spends a billion in the transfer market, or a billion has been spent, or near a billion. What What is the point of doing that if 
even if you win, are you really growing the value of your asset by that much? How are you getting that money back if you're not really allowed or really able to pull profit out of the business? I mean, this is a pretty deep business conversation that I, I would only say if you're reading 5.4 billion, Todd Bully did not write a 5.4 billion dollar check yes. mm -hmm. to the owner of Chelsea. But he's on and the hook for that. So he's on the hook for what he borrowed, any acquisition debt. Mm -hmm. As long as the value of your team is greater than the amount of acquisition debt, then you're always going to be okay. You may lose your equity, but at least you're not going bankrupt. At least you're not going to give up your other assets and things you own. So when you're buying something, always make sure it's worth more than what you're borrowing to buy it. Right. That's Almost for a lot of people of listening, thumb. imagine you sell your car and you owe more than what you got for it. Now you're screwed because now you owe the 10. I'm just trying to That's make it That's so simple. nice of you to explain that. No, I got you. I, I respect the audience. I know that <laughs> yeah. you understood that without well, that explanation. I was saying it so that he could tell me if I'm wrong or not so that I know I understood it, just so you know. <laughs> Picture a house. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Alexis yeah. wishes he could pat every audience member on the head. <laughs> All right, so listen, guys. There's four fish, okay? You buy two fish. Guys. How many fish are left? <laughs> yeah, the train's going 40 miles an hour. Hey, we could earn more money. We could do... Test prep for your fans. Ooh. Like we could get them ready for work tests and for evaluations. <laughs> like, right. to nothing to do with business do, opportunities with like David Sampson. This is, we got it. <laughs> hold on. But the answer to your question is just, okay, so the acquisition. Debt. So he borrowed money to buy the team, mm -hmm. which is absolutely normal. Mm -hmm. That is what owners do. And what you're asking is, is there a chance that the team won't be worth more tomorrow than it was today? More of what what gives him the what what is the business decision that gives him an idea to spend a billion more? So when he bought the team, he had projections mm -hmm. where he included money in his mind of what the team was worth, what he was going to pay, what he was going to borrow that included money he was going to spend on player acquisition. Mm -hmm. It's a different question whether he spent it on the right players. And I think it's clear the answer is no. Right. But I hate when fans, and I'm going to use the word hate, it's a strong word, when you complain your owner doesn't spend, and then your owner does spend, and you complain he doesn't spend correctly. Right. Sorry. You only get one complaint. <laughs> if then the department closes. Oh, you pulled it too early. The suggestion <laughs> box is full. <laughs> that's exactly that's There's it. only one thing in there, and you put something it's in there. It's a pretty good thing to say that my owner doesn't spend, and I'm upset about that. I can respect that, and I was the victim of that often because our payroll was so low. But then we spent a bunch of money, and the team ended up still sucking, and then we had to trade everyone, and it made them hurt. It made me hurt. And this is back in Florida in 2012. Mm -hmm. But I always would say to fans when I'd see them, well, which is it? Are you upset that we don't spend or are you upset that we don't spend correctly? And if you're upset that we don't spend correctly, I'll wear that. Yeah. My job is to try to identify players who are going to win. Todd Bowley didn't sign these players expecting them to lose. Right. He didn't tank it. Like, I'm going to sign and purposely make sure I spend a billion and not win games. He wants to win because it's big ego to win these cups and these trophies or the championships and the rings that you get in North American sports. That's why he did it. The fact that it didn't work, he still gets credit for it. Is that really all it is, just an ego play? Oh, you have the ego premium for teams. There is no math that makes Chelsea worth an enterprise value of 5.4 billion. It does not exist. You can't do a multiple of revenue, a multiple of EBITDA, which is another way that assets are bought and sold. There is no rationale for what sports teams are worth in North it? America or in Europe. Uh, before, in, what is it? Interest earnings. In, earnings before, before interest, interest depreciation, yeah. taxes, and amortization. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's fancy accounting. It's a way that I can run a business and show you that we're losing money or I can show you that we're making money. I can pretty much show you anything you want. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what you need. <laughs> I'll do it. You've no problem. <laughs> what websites are you going? <laughs> right? No, it's uh, and it's not. None of it's illegal. This is this is how accounting is. You can fire somebody. This is the crazy thing in baseball. The way you amortize and depreciate contracts. I can release a player who I owe five years of money to, and I can take all the expense this year and then show profit next year and a bigger loss this year because I need it for tax breaks because I have income somewhere else. Pro. So there are players who can get. I need a new account. <laughs> I, you have Sorry. no idea how much I love this. There are players who can get released right. because of the tax benefit to the company, to the team, to the parent organization that's needed for other parts of the company. It's absolutely fascinating, bro. bro. Let's I, get I, bank I, accounts in Panama. <laughs> no, that that. I'm, <laughs> um, you know, J.P. Morgan. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> Sponsor. <laughs> Sam Bagman Freed is my homie. Free my man. <laughs> Free my man. Free him. <laughs> okay. Uh, real quick. So I just want to ask about uh, Shohei Otani. And obviously, we, we've spoken briefly on that deal and the, those 10 years. But I, I want to also talk about the uh, MLS designated player rule, right? Mm-hmm. They are the, the, the rule is, for anybody who just does not know, there are three players that basically don't affect the salary cap. They're not and, adding a fourth. They've said it. They, and, and that's stupid. the thing. Don Garber, right here, right? Don not Garber. stupid. The owners didn't want it right so which is even dumb <laughs> so don garber said at the state of the league address uh, uh right before mls cup that they were not going to be adding a fourth dp and with the introduction of uh messi busquets and alba everybody's like all right this is this now we can go real flash get flashy get big players so this decision and then you and you kind of alluded alluded to it there the owners didn't want it but what is you know American soccer fans are so desperate to be able to compete with Premier League. And, and I'm going to give you my pitch after your answer as to why we should have. And, and it's so, so. Where's the money? Where's the money coming from? Ticket prices? Broadcast revenue? From the owner egos that want to yeah. want these trophies, Come right? On. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dick swinging contest. There is nothing Swing. worse than owners who spend money they don't have and then win. The San Diego Padres spent money they didn't have and lost. That's the best kind of owner. Everybody in baseball was rooting for the Padres to lose last year because of how irresponsible they spent. They were rooting for the Mets to lose because of how irresponsible the owner of the Mets was. Owners who are supposed to be partners root against each other when someone is an actor doing things that they don't want to have to do. If you make a fourth designated player, do you think that you would like it if your owner did not have four designated players? I would, I would not you like would it. You would demand four. Of course. So therefore... I don't want to be put in the position where I have to sign another guy and pay him, make it three, and then I'll have three. And if I have two, then you can complain about me, but don't increase it to four. That's why they didn't do it. Okay. Now, here's why I think this is dumb. Uh, MLS is now a globally broadcast brand. It is not bound to any geographical uh, blackouts or anything. It's, we don't care about the ratings in here or there. It's getting the world to watch this product we have one player that is recognized worldwide, one. Granted, it's the big nut. It's the big one, right? But how are you going to get some of these other non-Inter-Miami matches to be viewed? If we start to expand out the type of player we can bring in, we can build a product that will grow in market share around the world, which makes Apple happy, which grows our value, which brings all, it's that rising tide that lifts all boats. If we stick to three, we're, there's a less likelihood that we're going to get to that point where we're bringing in players of the ilk that people from other countries that have a richer a richer league in their in their own country to okay. watch our product. I love where your head's at, mm-hmm. and I w- would like to consider one thing, mm-hmm. which is what owners have done is they've taken expansion money, so they've expanded MLS, and every time an expansion team is named, this is why they're called a Ponzi scheme. There's a f- well, why is <laughs> a it? lot of fans say MLS is a Ponzi scheme because the only revenue we're making is when new teams buy in. Okay, so when I have a payroll that's set, mm-hmm. I have revenue. That goes with that expense. Right. If I So you're able to track your expenses in the future. You can say, my expense will be blank. Which is critical because when you're getting people to pay expansion fees, Mm -hmm. they have to believe that they have the money to run the team once they get the team. And if you have four designated players, that's players outside of the salary cap. Salary cap is something that gives you some sort of guarantee of what your expenses, like a cap on expenses. Mm -hmm. But if there's an extra designated player, that is to get you above the salary cap. Yeah. Do we agree? Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's a difference between the Sounders who sell out and can charge fifty dollars per ticket, and the re- and name another team, Columbus, yeah. who doesn't sell out, or if they do, they do, they they do. do. name, yes, name a team that doesn't sell Colorado, out, Colorado, 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 with Colorado, smaller yes. ticket prices. Yeah. So when those two are competing, it creates a big gulf. Think Yankees and think Miami Marlins. Okay, but do you remember the era before Cincinnati Bengals got to the to the Super Bowl when they were perennial losers? They still turned a profit. It's even more exacerbated Why? in MLS Why? because revenue sharing. They shared all the Same revenue. Same thing in MLS. It's a single entity. We all taking our, we're all taking a There's certain percentage of the price pie. points of entry for the owners though. But they all share that money. When someone paid for half a million, half a billion dollars for a team, they all split that money. But you're paying debt service on a team that you bought for five million, and the guy next to you is paying debt service that he bought for five hundred million. 
That's why in baseball, people are buying these teams for billions now. They've got far different views of how the league should be run than the people who've owned right. their team since the yeah. 70s who bought the team for $10 million. Which is uh, Colorado Rapids are, are a great point because Stan Kroenke. Who also owns oh, Arsenal. Who also owns Arsenal, Rams and everything. Um, he the, the, the complaint is always that there's no interest in almost growing the roster, uh, you know, getting players. Because he got in, he's been in the league for a long time. The older owners are like, no, this is why I think this is why I think Alexis and I sort of disagree. I think MLS is learning, and we've we've interviewed people that that started MLS and and have been involved in like the failure of NASL. That they don't want the same thing to happen to NASL with a uh, league folds. How long folds. are we going to use that as an excuse? No, no, I'm just saying. I'm, I, I just think that MLS is doing something. Uh, is financially responsible, even though the fans may not love they're it. They're too conservative. It's like putting on eight comments. Right. You're not going to feel anything. That's where so I do I agree. I, I think they are too conservative. <laughs> that, that's where I, I'll find agreement. <laughs> we zoom in on it. <laughs> are we done, Sin? <laughs> we are done. The last thing I just want to ask you. You, uh, I obviously watch Levitard and listen to Levitard. Uh, you have your. No wonder your, you have no money, no savings. <laughs> You're going eight at a time. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make here. It's your stupid. your sense of taste and smell has not returned since you had COVID. Uh, no, not in food or in company. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will end right there. What's the point of me? <laughs> <laughs> David Sampson, this has been an absolute honor. You are welcome here anytime, man. Really? Thank we, you. There's a billion other questions we have, and, and anytime you want to uh, roll through. I would like to come back. I just would prefer to start on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well we Let's know why we didn't. Well, okay, we'll start on time, but we'll put it in the calendar. Watch a uh, handball video. <laughs> okay, and that, then that's we'll always, we do it with every guest, David, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, David Sampson. He's uh, a lefty. <laughs> Do not disrespect lefty women like that. Uh, uh, nothing personal uh, with David Sampson. Uh, obviously, it's on the, the, obviously, you can look up the podcast, but on the Levitard uh, network and, and uh, every day live. Yeah, also, you make a bunch of guest appearances, not only on Levitard, but I also see you on CNN. Uh, Fox a bunch of, and CBS, yes. I do yeah. a bunch CBS, of things. Yes. The, and just Overexposed, some people would say. Legend <laughs> in the game, you, you are. Uh, it's interesting. We're all three of us have been uh, slighted by Dan Lebetard in some way. I got called a gas bag uh, yeah. on there, so we all well, have, I haven't been slighted. You haven't been slighted, no. not yet. But he, he just doesn't know who I am. I was going to say <laughs> that's the only reason you haven't been slighted. Yeah, so we he actually thought there was there was a party, and I was sending pictures, and yeah. we were at a party together. And it, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Pointed to you and was like, "Wait, he doesn't work for us, right?" <laughs> I said, "I think so." <laughs> Yeah, That's why he was calling. Yeah, dude. he was yeah. watching the feed. There's a special metal art. He's feed. like, get away from those two. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> so go check. He's like, get away from that Dominican baseball player. And I think his janitor. <laughs> yeah. Go check out Nothing Personal. Uh, Levitard Show. Watch, check out David Sampson. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> you guys are funny.